Hello and welcome to Right Where You Are. I am Kainisa, exploring humans and humanity. And what better way to do it than through the lens that is the human eye? Welcome back, my dear beloved, to yet another episode of the Right Where You Are podcast. Before we get into the juice, into the meat, into the content of this episode, I'd like to just make a few announcements, catch you up, just a little check-in. First, of course, I want to say that I really enjoy doing podcast episodes like this, like the episode you're about to hear today. I don't really ever have music on this podcast. This is the second time we have music and not just music. I have avoided having just music for the intro and outro because I was like, that's boring, you know. That's that's basic. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want drama. I want pizzazz. I want wow. And this is the second time we're doing that. It won't always be this way, but I really do enjoy and appreciate the art of storytelling, of a sonic journey, this whole experience. I really enjoy scripting and scoring for these episodes that happen like this. So I do hope you enjoy this. I do feel a bit weird about it, just a bit, because it kind of feels exactly like uh, posting a selfie with a filter. It's like, ah, is this, am I hiding behind a whole bunch of things and a whole bunch of layers? (laughs) But I do enjoy it. I do enjoy how I can say a whole bunch of cryptic things slap some music on there and if you get it you get it because I'm not trying to tell you what to think or what to do I'm just here to sow some seeds (laughs) so I do hope you enjoy it second announcement actually has to do with me being able to podcast the way that I do I have my hands full a whole lot of the time so the easy conventional the way that I've been doing it just the conversational way of doing this podcast where it's just me and you and I'm just sharing my thoughts with you I enjoy that too and we'll definitely still have a lot of that it is difficult for me to do things this way with the music and the drama and the wow and the ha because I am a full-time student who also works a part-time job. So forgive me, please, forgive me. (laughs) And I just want to say, because I am a full-time student working a part-time job, I don't have a whole lot of money. And apparently, a whole lot of creativity requires money. So (laughs) I just wanted to ask for you, my dear, my beloved, my friend, So please help me out to support this podcast, to show some love 
and donate to my buy me a coffee i'll leave the link for that in the description and i would really 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 appreciate any and every donation you can choose whatever amount whatever it is that you are willing to share to help in whatever way that you are willing to support i would really appreciate that if you don't have the means share this episode with a friend let them know that hey there's this really cool person yes i think i'm really cool this is really <laughs> this is a really cool person doing a cool thing and in order for them to keep doing the thing they kind of need help so come together let's all hold hands let's support each other please donate to my buy me a coffee five dollars ten dollars three dollars two dollars whatever it is that you can do all donations will be going towards a wordpress subscription for the learner human blog that costs about 48 dollars i have no idea what that is in rands uh i did this research not so long ago but i think that's about $48 should be like 600 rand. Uh, and then I also need to pay to renew the learnerhuman.com subscription, which costs $12. And that should be around not more than 200 rand. Yeah, somewhere around there. And outside of the Learner Human blog, in order to continue doing this podcast, especially in this way, where we have all the music and the drama, I will need to get a mic. Currently don't have a mic, currently using and appreciating deeply the support of my sound guy. We'll call him my sound guy, but he's actually my boyfriend. But <laughs> but I would need to get a mic in order to be able to do these kind of episodes with the music, the drama, the wow, and the ha on a regular basis. So please show some love, buy me a coffee, however much, whatever size coffee, the link, the link will be in my, in the description for this episode. I think that's all. That's enough announcements. Let's get into this episode. Oh, but first, a recap. In episode 6, we spoke about dirt. Dirt as a social construct. Dirt as that which we despise. That which is outside of us. That which we reject, abject and expel. Because dirt is other. It contaminates us, rids us of our cleanliness and therefore our belonging within social order. We spoke about the benefit of bringing our dirt out into the daylight. The value of getting one's feet in the mud and turning one's shit into compost. We spoke about not letting our dirt be unconscious to us 
and more importantly being conscious of what we choose to discard then in episode 7 we spoke about the dirt of drama the dirt of conflict and hatred violence and war we spoke about how we always as humans try by all means to keep this dirt beneath us we try by all means to discard it and pretend that we are above it but really we are the dirt some terms that came up were forgiveness unconditional love redemption acceptance in fact radical acceptance and today i want to bring this conversation into the realm of religion now i am not at all religious i didn't grow up in a religious home i remember when i was about 9 years old i asked my father what he believes in and he said something along the lines of well i believe in god there's no way there isn't a god but that jesus stuff i'm not buying it <laughs> and then as for my mother my mother expresses her belief in god far more than my father does she speaks often of things like prayer or meditation or uh for example the other sunday her and i went for a jog together we jogged past the church and we spoke a bit about how in that moment as we were jogging taking care of our bodies being in a relationship with our bodies we were being in a relationship with god in that moment on that sunday we were at church and because i grew up with much room for exploration and wonder in trying to learn about god and to have a relationship with the divine i looked to religion i looked to the religion closest to me which just happened to be christianity and then i grew older and i learned about european colonization and imperialism especially as an african person living on the african continent i couldn't help but see religion through a lens of anger and resentment now years later christianity still being the religion closest to me i can appreciate the art of storytelling that comes with every religion i have an appreciation for the mythical and the symbolic i also appreciate religion as a lens through which we can look at human history because when i learn about a religion i don't only learn about a set of beliefs i learn about a philosophy of mankind a way of thinking a way of being I can learn where these ways of being came from to begin with. When I learn about Buddhism, I learn about Siddhartha Gautama who sat under a tree in Bodh Gaya in India. When I learn about Islam, I learn about Muhammad who roamed the land of Saudi Arabia. Up north of that, just 5 centuries before that, in Bethlehem, I can learn about the birth 
of Jesus. Now, whether you believe it to be true or to be mere symbolism, I just have to say, for me personally, I am in love with Jesus. <laughs> I am in love with Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. I definitely love the Buddha. I definitely don't know a whole lot about Islam and Muhammad, but I know if I learned more, I would love Muhammad. But with the proximity of Christianity to me, Jesus is such a vibe and he is so appealing to me. I am so in love with Jesus. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Today on Right Where You Are, Jesus of Nazareth, Son of Man, the Messiah, the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. Jesus for me so beautifully bears the symbol for all the terms that came up in the previous episodes. Jesus as a man and as an energy is unconditionally loving. Jesus absolutely cherishes the dirt. Jesus as a man who knows that he is one with all and no part can ever be discarded. He loves all because he knows that he is all. Hence he walked on water because he knew that the matter that makes up the earth is exactly the same as the matter that makes up the ocean. Yes, Jesus walked on water and he walked among the peasants. He fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, a man of absolute abundance, yet he wore a tunic made only of one piece of cloth. He turned water into wine, yet he worked his days as a carpenter. More than anything, Jesus is known to be a symbol for unconditional love and radical acceptance. He is the epitome of forgiveness. For Jesus so loved the world, he loved even those who spat on him and betrayed him. When nailed to the cross, bleeding and dying, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The first saying of Jesus on the cross is traditionally known as the word of forgiveness. It is theologically interpreted as Jesus' prayer for forgiveness for the Roman soldiers who were crucifying him and all others who were involved in his crucifixion. He loved even those who hated and betrayed him. He forgave all sin. He discarded no dirt. And on the ninth hour, 
Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This shows up both in the book of Mark and in the book of Matthew. This for me affirms Jesus' humanity. It shows that just like me, he experiences fear. Just like me, he experiences doubt. Even the Son of God questions his faith. He is indeed the Son of Man. And when he finally stopped holding on to the thread of life, he gave up all attachment and all aversion, and he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. Luke chapter 23 verse 46 If you remember our conversation episode 3, we spoke about surrender. Surrender as enlightenment. Surrender as the path through which the Buddha finds nirvana. Letting go and giving to God. A radical acceptance of what is. An unconditional love for all that is because all is God because God is omnipresent. That which we discard as dirt is part of God that we refuse to see. Unlike God, our love is conditional. According to the Gospel of Luke, Jesus was crucified between two thieves, traditionally named Dismas and Gestas, one of whom mocked Jesus and said to him, well, if you really are the Son of God, then save yourself. And the other thief supported Jesus' innocence, and he asked him to remember him when he comes into heaven, when he comes to his kingdom. And Jesus replies, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. He says, Today you are with me in paradise. He says, If you look carefully enough, you will notice that even though we are here dying and suffering, this is God's kingdom. It already is on earth as it is in heaven. In later revisions of the scripture, that verse is often interpreted and read as, I say to you today that at some point, at some point in the future, paradise will arrive. At some point, you will get into heaven. And I am more fond of the first version that says that, it is already on earth as it is in heaven. 
Jesus for me is a symbol of love so unconditional, a godly love, a heavenly love, a heaven on earth where God's will is being done. It is already on earth as it is in heaven because God is all and to love all is to love God. To love all is to wake up to the Jesus within us, the Buddha within us, to see God in everything, even in the dirt that we try to discard. To love all is to allow ourselves to die unto ourselves and be reborn with every new moment. It is on earth as it is in heaven. We are the second coming of Christ. A dirt that Jesus was not afraid of was the dirt of suffering. When the time of suffering arrived, he allowed it. Not only was he there for his own suffering, he loved so deeply he allowed the suffering of others to touch him. He was not afraid to come near the lepers, those who had been discarded as society's dirt, shunned and rejected. Who are the lepers of our society? How have we discarded them? How can we love them and bear witness to their suffering? Who is the leper within you? We ask ourselves the famous question, what would Jesus do? Jesus loved so deeply, so unconditionally, he was willing to be touched by the suffering of others, to let it reach his heart, and to bear witness to the truth of those around him, and to bear witness to his own suffering. How can we learn to open our hearts, open our lives, open ourselves, open our minds to the truth that is God? One way to answer this question is through another very important figure, both in Christendom and in philosophy, St. Teresa of Avila, later known as St. Teresa of Jesus. For St. Teresa, suffering is not something that is intrinsically good or bad. In fact, she believed that suffering is desirable except for the kind of suffering that comes from attachment to the world, because that kind of suffering hinders us from having a relationship with God. But otherwise, all suffering is actually a service to God. She says, quote, I desire to suffer, Lord, because thou didst suffer. Not now in a masochistic sense, 
her desire to suffer stems from the desire to bear the suffering of Jesus Christ because he suffered so she desires to empathize with his own suffering to take on some of his suffering she believes that she is a wife of Christ a bride of Christ and that the brides of Christ should be willing to share with him his disgrace and his pain and his toils she says that suffering is a favor both a favor to God our favor to God and God's favor to us quote Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes with which Christ looks out his compassion to the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless us now. Close quote. St. Teresa teaches us to sit with the dirt to immerse ourselves in it, not to run away or hide from it, to love it because it is through our bodies that God can experience life. It is through our being that God can experience the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. And when I discard 10,000 and only want the other 10,000, I am robbing God of the experience that is me. St. Teresa encourages us to open our hearts to God, to allow God to flow through us. And sometimes, honestly, that hurts because God is huge. (laughs) There's a lot of God to allow to flow through us. God is big. That is why in Isizulu we say unkulunkulu because he is not only big, Not that umkulu, he is twice big, he is big, big, he is twice great. And sometimes when we allow God to flow through us, the infinity of God can shred our finite humanity to bits. When we allow God to flow through us, it can tear us apart and break us open. Like putting a thousand watts into a hundred watt light bulb. What will happen to that light bulb? It will blow up. God is an infinite watt battery. And luckily for us humans, we don't blow up. Instead, we have the choice to widen our capacity. To widen our capacity for the electric current that is God. Like Beyonce said, it's too big, it's too wide, it's too strong, it won't fit. It's too much, it's too tough, and he walked like this because he can back it up. (laughs) I really want you to think about this as a sexual experience. A few episodes ago, we spoke about life force, about life force being this overflowing energy that constantly is flowing in and out of us, like breath that flows in and out, like food like time it's constantly in flux it's coming and leaving now think of that in and out and in and out and in and out as sexual penetration 
So St. Teresa basically encourages us to open our legs and to allow ourselves to be fucked by God's big, big cock. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I know that when I'm not present for a sexual experience, or generally all experiences, because all experiences are sexual experiences, but when I'm not present for a sexual experience, I don't and I can't orgasm. So to open myself to God is to invite the big orgasmic electric current wanting to happen in and through me. God just wants to fuck me. God just wants to fuck you. And blessed are those fucked by the Lord. I'm not gonna lie, talking about this right now is getting me turned on and ready and open to let God. (laughs) I can feel, my heart feels tender and soft and open, almost like a, a raw open wound. My belly feels relaxed, my gut feels still and centered and grounded. I feel like I can breathe deeper and of course I'm having a hectic case of the WAP. (laughs) Mm. Ah, Well, to close off this episode, well, okay, before we close off, before anything else, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up for this. Thank me for showing up for this. And the message for today is open yourself up to God. Give yourself to God. Let yourself die unto yourself. Die for God. Open your heart and let God fuck you. And if you enjoyed this episode and if you feel called to, open your wallet. (laughs) Open your wallet and donate to keep my craft alive via Buy Me A Coffee. To close off, a quote from St. Teresa, where she is speaking about a mystical experience that she had, where she envisions an angel. And she says, quote, In his hands I saw a long golden spear, and at the end of the iron tip I seemed to see a point of fire, With this, he seemed to pierce my heart several times so that it penetrated my entrails. When he drew it out, I thought he was drawing them out with it, and he left me completely afire with a great love for God. The pain was so sharp that it made me utter several moans, and so excessive was the sweetness caused me by this intense pain that one can never wish to lose it nor will one's soul be content with anything less than God. It is not bodily pain, but spiritual, though the body has a share in it indeed, a great share. So sweet are the colloquies of love which pass between the soul and God. Welcome to Right Where You Are.